It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. The Washington Wizards took an L to the Sacramento Kings. We are going to get into that game. We also have some passive-aggressive, possibly, tweets from Montrez Harrell. Chris Stops Porzingis talking about his role and what he kind of, how he wants to be used with the Washington Wizards. And Wes Unsell Jr. also talking about Bradley Bill and Chris Stops Porzingis kind of on a Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray comparison. It's a lot to get into with some quotes, so let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, the Wizards lost last night, 123-110. to Second half, defense was kind of eh. You know, it's hard to win games. When you're giving up 123 points, we've said that before in the past. But now you can kind of look at it as, eh, your draft positioning. Are you that mad? So what was your main takeaways from that game? I thought the first half was great. They came in with energy. They were moving the ball. They had 18 assists in the first half, and then it tailed off in the second half. Um, Corey Kisper got going. He's knocking down some threes. I uh, thought we, got, we were able to get some things in transition. Um, I thought Rui – Played well in the first half as well. Um, we just played unselfish basketball, so it was great to see. The energy was great. You know, everybody was you know showing energy, running off the floor. Kuzma had a crazy first half as well. Um, he was rebounding the ball, you know, passing the ball, facilitating, finishing around the rim, getting putbacks and hitting threes. Um, and then the second half, the defense definitely tapered off. Uh, we weren't moving the ball as well. We couldn't get, we couldn't manufacture buckets. I thought they really, and we got a, we got a good amount of backdoor cuts as well. Corey Kisser had a nice backdoor cut. Uh, we we had a couple guys cut into the basket. We weren't able to do that in the second half. I thought the Sacramento Kings did a good job of cutting that off. Um, De'Aaron Fox, man, I thought he took over in that fourth quarter. Uh, he had seven straight points. Um, DeMontis Sabonis, you know, he showed his versatility at the top of the key, facilitating the basketball as well. Harrison Barnes was a low-key guy that definitely hurt us as mm-hmm. well. Um, but, yeah, we started to turn the ball over. Once again, we just – we didn't shoot the ball well or, or great from the three-point line. In the first half, we did. The second half, it, it tapered off. Um, 15 for 21 from the three-point line, which is not bad. Uh, but we we allowed 50 points in the paint. Darren Fox was able to get to the paint. To the paint. Sabonis, we didn't defend the pick and roll as well against Sabonis. Um, I thought Thomas Bryant tried against the pick and roll, but he struggled here and there a little bit. Um, we couldn't defend without fouling um, mm-hmm. at all. You know, the, 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 the Kings got to the line. They shot 29 free throws to our 21. They shot 86%. For the free throw line, and they out rebounded us forty-two to thirty-two. So, 
Um, you know, that's that's growing pains. You know, Kuz, Rui, and Denny, I thought they showed moments of playing well, and we saw development from Corey Kispert. So there's going to be some lumps and ups and downs with young guys, two-year players, three-year players, uh, being in the forefront out there developing. I thought Ish Smith gave good minutes as well, him coming back mm-hmm. too. But um, just this team after we gutted the roster, this is kind of what we want to see. We know there's going to be some losses, some ups and downs, but I think it's good just seeing development from Kuz, Rui, and Denny. And Rui is starting to shoot the three really well. He's shooting like 42% from the three-point line this year. Yeah, I I definitely think the defense, man, you, you can't win games when you're giving up 56% from the field and 42% from the three and then 86% from the free throw line. Those are some pretty good percentages for the Sacramento Kings. You're not going to win many of those games if that's what you're giving up, if those are the percentages that you're giving up. I think De'Aaron Fox, like you said, I mean, he was a beast. The Wizards had troubles guarding him. The Wizards have had trouble guarding guards in general in the past. That's This isn't the first guard that has gotten off from the Wizards. Kyrie has. Shoot, Shea Gilgis Alexander has. De'Aaron Fox has now. So it's not a surprise there. You well, what you want to see with the team is just continuous effort. That's just pretty much what I'm looking for, and that includes defensively. I'm a little disappointed with the defensive effort that was given out. You want to see those percentages a little lower, like 56% from the field is crazy. You know, that's a really high percentage. So you got to be able to defend without fouling, like you said, they did good with. Not turning the ball over too much. I believe they only had nine turnovers. But my main takeaway really is just the defense. You have to defend better. You have to defend better and defend without fouling because you you got to be tough. You got to be tough in the paint. You you said they gave up, what, 50 points? In the yeah, you gave up 50. I could, I could definitely yeah. tell with Fox and Sabonis. Yeah, like you you, you can't allow that to happen. You got to be tougher down there. Granted, I'm expecting – that's that's why I really want to see what it looks like with Porzingis in there and with Daniel Gafford in there. Right. I mean, me personally, when Gafford and Porzingis is back, I don't care too much for seeing Thomas Bryant being the starter at the five. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I would definitely, you know, I think he's really good off the bench. I think he's another good six-man, and he would match up better against bigs who are coming off the bench rather than, you know, tussling or going up against the bone. I thought he did a solid job at times, um, but, you know, the pick-and-roll defense, it wasn't just him. You know, I thought the whole team as a, as a whole, he struggled against the pick-and-roll. Um, Sabonis got some easy buckets. But, yeah, I, I think Porzingis I think Porzingis would be the best at the five. And then Thomas Bryant, it would probably be Gafford off the bench at the five. And then Thomas Bryant would be your third rotational center that can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if Porzingis is playing the five, Porzingis and Gafford, those are your two fives right there. Like right. Thomas Bryant, I, I mean, I really don't care too much for him getting get minutes that Gafford can potentially be getting because I like Gafford a little bit more. Now I know Thomas Bryant brings a different element offensively, but I just like Daniel Gafford's game a little bit more. And I like him more on the boards. I like him more as a deterrence defensively. That's one of the things that I've seen fans consistently complain about with Thomas Bryant is his defense. And I'm, I'm just Gafford and Porzingis at the five. Porzingis at the five. 
<laughs> you know, that's 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 um my two right there. So you want to do player of the game before we get into you know some quotes from KP and his fit and what's on so junior and what he think Brad and KP can be. Do you want to do player of the game X Factor? Um, yeah, we, we can do player of the game, but I guess Thomas Bryant, yeah, just coming off the ACL injury, I think it would be better for him to come off the bench too. You can kind of tell his lateral movement is in there, him moving his feet, and he's just not a shot blocker like Gaffer. He's not a rim protector. He, he never has been, even back in 2020 or 2019 when he was on the roster. That's just not, he's more of an offensive minded, big, scoring big. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he, him and Gaffer, they bring different elements, but I, yeah, I'd rather see Gaffer be the second big on the bench just because of rim protection, and we just don't have uh, a rim protector. Przingis can block shots too, but um, player of the game, I would go with De'Aaron Fox. It's between Fox and Sabonis. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he really took over in that fourth quarter. He went seven for nine from the field. Like you told about field, field goal percentage, they shot 56%. Um, no, I'm sorry, Sabonis shot seven for nine. De'Aaron Fox shot 10 for 21. He had 26 points, but yeah, Sabonis, didn't really we didn't really see much resistance in the paint for Sabonis. Harrison Barnes went seven for nine. He went seven mm-hmm. for nine, so he barely missed shots too. Um, but yeah, I like I like what I saw from Corey Kispert. I guess the player of the game for the Washington Wizards would be Corey Kispert. I thought he, he you know this was one of his better shooting nights. He struggled against the Nets. He hit four threes. He had back to back threes on a couple possessions. Um, Kyle Kuzma played his butt off too. Twenty two points, eight boards, and seven assists. Um, once again, Neto just looked a little too small for De'Aaron Fox. And um, I guess the bonus would be my X factor for the game. And Ishmith provided good minutes. I was happy from what I saw from him. I wasn't happy about the trade, getting him and Vernon Carey in a second-round pick. But I, I get why Tommy made the move because Ishmith is going to push the pace kind of kind of the opposite of what Spencer Dinwiddie did. And mm-hmm. he's going to get other guys open. Yeah, I did want to bring up Ish too. I think Ish had a pretty good game. Um, he was mm-hmm. four for seven, one for one from three, but I mean he had five assists and three steals as well. Yeah, he's definitely a, a good switch of pace type of guard. And there's tweets that I've tweeted in the past where I was like, Ish Smith <laughs> ain't doing nothing in Charlotte. You bring him back. So I mean they did, and I think Ish is a good, you know, guy off the bench, good change of pace guard off of the bench. But, guys, before we get into some quotes from KP and what's unsettled, Jr., we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana, cream pie, so good. These are all going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carbs. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Bilt Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. The offer is to go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Also, guys, I want to thank you again for making Locked On, which is your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Noun podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, Ed, I want to start off with talking about Wes Unsell Jr.'s comments. He's spoken about Bradley Bill and Porzingis, and it kind of being a similar style to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. He said, and I quote, I think the two of those guys playing a two-man game is going to be a nightmare. I'm not going to compare it to two guys I used to work with, but it's pretty close. And, you know, with context clues, we all can come to the conclusion of the two guys he were talking about. So how do you feel about that? Um, it's interesting. So I'm looking at the numbers, too, because looking at Jokic, how many assists does he average? Maybe Porzingis will average more assists in this West Encel Jr. Um, type offense. Jokic mm-hmm. averages eight assists per game right now. Porzingis averages uh, two assists per game. And it's, he's actually averaging this this year was a career high in two assists per game. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting Porzingis to go out there and make behind-the-back passes and right. crazy passes like Jokic does. I'm not expecting that at all. But that is the offense that you can tell Wes likes to run. He always had a bit. Montrez always caught the ball at the top of the key. Guys would cut. When it did work, it looked nice. The Sixers game, it worked nicely because Trez would hit Spencer for a backdoor. He hit Denny for a backdoor. That's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Jokic and Murray, I would kind of temper my expectations for something like that. I think these guys are kind of too – different players they they do different mm-hmm. things they're similar in a way but they do different things of course you know Porzingis and Jokic they like to step out and shoot threes and face up so I get what he's trying to say they're both seven feet tall or you know 6'10 and 6'11 um and do some similar things but yeah I'm not looking for a Jokic Jamal Murray type uh offense to be honest but I, I see where Wes is trying to go with it but um yeah I think they can be a nice duo I think they can do the pick and pop I think they can do the pick and roll Porzingis is a lob threat of course you know he's a unicorn he can shoot threes he can put the ball mm-hmm. on the floor uh, he's a really offensive, great offensively skilled guy, especially being seven foot three. He is a unicorn. So, and I want to see him post up more nice turnaround shots, face up shots, hook shots. 
Uh, we got to get him on some pick and pop action and pick and roll action. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see the fit and the dynamic. Bradley Bill, of course, has to shoot the three ball better because he didn't shoot the three well this year. So that's something if they do want to be a Jokic Jamal Murray type um, role or pick and roll, pick and pop, then Brad that Brad has to improve his three point shooting as well. And Porzingis didn't shoot the ball well from three this season, but in the past he shot you know 38. percent This year he was shooting 28. percent So, um, but I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. But like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna temper my expectations on mm-hmm. a Jamal Murray uh, Jokic type of uh, offense. Yeah, I thought. That if they had Sabonis, then mm-hmm. maybe that's a little more realistic. Yeah. Because I felt as if DeMontis Sabonis' skill set was more similar to Nikola Jokic's skill set right. as far as facilitating. We've seen in the game against the Kings. You know, I think a Sabonis almost had a triple double. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as far as whole giving the ball a handoff, dribble handoffs, et cetera, things like that. Mm-hmm. Porzingis, I, you know, I, have a hard time picturing a Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic type of thing. And I think tempering the expectations a bit as well, you know, that's, that's, you know, <laughs> Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic comparison is a little high. I feel like that's a little high currently because there's a lot of worry with Porzingis and staying on the floor in general. And um, before we started the podcast, you, even listed off the amount of games played. I don't know if you still have it on your screen, but yeah, you listed the it. amount of games played. Yeah, I'll say it real quick. So this year he's played 34 games out of, I don't know, we played, what, 50 games so far? So out of 34, mm-hmm. out of, he's played 34 out of 50 games so far. That's not great, to be honest. Uh, 2021, he played 43 games. That's not great out of 70-something games. 2020, he played 57 games. Um, 2019, he missed the whole year because of the ACL injury. And then in 2018, he played 48 games. And then now he has a bone bruise, which is not a super serious injury, but it, it is something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if I see Jokic and Murray comparison. I'm not sure. But hopefully they'll be able to create their own thing because mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that comparison and them meeting up to that. But it would be great if they did. And a lot of that is because I don't see Porzingis's skill set equaling Jokic's. I just don't see that match. You just say his career highs to assist. Right. But also, Porzingis said in his press conference, he said that he would like to be used more so in the paint as opposed mm. to just standing outside and shooting. What do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, he wants to be more down low, back to the basket, taking advantage of mismatches. Yeah, when you look at some of his Knicks games i know that's four years ago now but that's when he was at his best that's when he made the all-star game for the Knicks in 2018 that's when he's you know he got the ball in the post he said he had mismatches against guards off of switches and then he's seven foot three so all he's got to do is turn around and look at the basket and just shoot and he's gonna make it i mean that's his mm-hmm. best game you know pick and pop pick and roll um so yeah having him as a spot up in a corner guy like a davis bertons type role you're doing an injustice to the team. You're doing injustice to Porzingis because he's, he's just more skilled. He can do more. He can actually put the ball mm-hmm. on the floor for a seven-foot-three guy. He can actually yeah. create an offensive shot. And that's that's what we were lacking last night against the Kings. I thought in that fourth quarter they kind of shut the water off because, you know, we didn't have a guy out there that could really create a shot for himself. You know, Kisper was on the floor. He's more of a shooter. You got to get him open. Howell Neto can only do so much. Um, you know, Denny tries. He's not like an offense. His, his offensive game isn't polished enough to create a shot on ISO. 
So we have a guy in Porzingis where, you know, if nobody else is really scoring, Kuzma tries too, but they kind of they kind of shut him off in that fourth, in the, really the whole second half. But Porzingis is a guy where you can give it to him in the post, say, hey, clear it out, let's go to work. You know, that's what he was able to do in 2018. Now, he is putting up 19 and 8. So him and Brad are two isolation guys where, you know, you're looking for them to make create shots for others and make shots on their own. And I thought we lacked that mm-hmm. against the Kings last night. Yeah, I think – him being wanting to be back to the basket and being down low rather than just being out on the perimeter is great for a guy who's seven foot three. I wouldn't want a guy who's seven foot three just wanting to post be at the behind the arc all game. You know, get down there. It's a lot of guys that he's going to be bigger than. It's a lot of guys that he's going to be bigger than. So, and I think the Wizards could use that. You know, a guy who they can go to down low, down in the block. And especially if he has that mismatch and he could take advantage of that, that opens up looks for Bradley Bill, Hachimura, who's been shooting the three ball really well since he's been back this season. He's been shooting the three really well. Corey Kispert, that opens up looks for these guys because then the opposition has to bring double teams. They have to worry about Porzingis down low in that block. So, and I think that may have been a thing with in Dallas where he didn't like, he actually um, said something about, Essentially, he wasn't fond of how Rick Carlisle was using him and thought Jason Kidd was using him much better while he was in Dallas. So, and I think Wes will do a good job and with Porzingis and have him playing a role that he's more comfortable with and more of a role that he wants to play. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how he looks. And I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity, you know, no Bradley Bill here. No Luka Doncic. So he'll have a lot of opportunity to expand on his game, similar to how Kyle Kuzma has. I think Chris Stops will have the same opportunity. Yeah, he said he's excited to be in D.C. We saw him on a suit in the sideline. He was signing autographs for her for like five minutes. So people love him in D.C. already. But I like the point that you said about double teams. You know, Bradley Bill, this team, you know, even though we had a lot of good guys, a lot of rotational mm-hmm. pieces, pieces like a Trez, a Dinwiddie, um, Kuzma, Bertans, none of those guys are attracting double teams. Guys are double team teaming Brad and throwing different defensive looks at him. Now Brad's going to have another guy that they will have to – if Porzingis gets going, he gets hot, then you're going to have to send more guys at him, especially him being 7-3. So now we're going to have two offensive guys where it's not just everybody game planning for Brad. It's, they're actually going to be game planning for uh, Porzingis. So I'm happy for Brad on that point. Uh, but, yeah, it will be interesting to see – um, how he does the rest of the season because he, he's clearly going to be the number one option. So I'm mm-hmm. intrigued to see, but we'll, we're going to get to some more quotes about what Trez had to say for the Hornets and his uh, press conference. And then also Davies Bertans has some interesting quotes as well. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by bet online. You got the Super Bowl tonight. So you guys got to put your bets in who's going to win uh, football might be over after this game this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, so my, my only concern about that trade, too, is, of course, the injury concern. We already talked about that, too. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm just hoping the doctors don't know something that we don't know. Is that why mm-hmm. they were just so giving up easily, giving Porzingis so up so easily for a guy like a Bertans and a Spencer Dinwiddie, and they threw in a second-round pick. So I'm just hoping that the Mavericks, they know something that we don't, or they're just tired of the fit. I mean, there's so many ways you could think about it. Um, why they just gave him away so easy. Uh, but let's get to the quotes about from Montrez. Um, so he said, this is the most fun I had playing this game in a while. I can't lie, man. It feels amazing. I mean, if it's if he was one of the guys who were upset with minutes and his role, that's not surprising. I would be upset too. The team's losing. You feel like you should be getting more minutes. And you feel like you may deserve a bigger role. If he was one of those guys, I believe it. I believe that that's probably some of the most fun he's had in a while. Mm-hmm. The Wizards were on a down spiral. Everything was just negative. Everything was bad. And it didn't seem fun. We weren't having fun watching it. <laughs> like, we were having fun. The game against the Nets, a lot of Wizards fans was like, dang, I haven't had this much fun watching the Wizards in a long time. We had a coach getting a fight who got suspended yeah, two games. So I completely, I completely believe Montrez. I don't think mm-hmm. that was really a shot. I think it was the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't fun. Like what was happening was not fun. And Montrez Harrell has been playing well in the two games that he's played with the Hornets. And that's not a surprise. None of me or Ed's critiques with him was about his playing style. We never said he was bad or terrible. We always knew Montrez was good. And that's and his energy. That was a big part of why. We were like, dang, we feel like he's probably going to be the most likely guy to go, but we're not, like, excited to see him leave because we both like Trez. So that was the truth. I, I believe him. I believe 100% what he said. And I don't look at it as just a 100% shot. I think it's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, too, I think. Um, now, he it could be, you know, Trez does have his cryptic tweets. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the past, as the Lakers and the Clippers, he has said things in the past about teammates and coaches so it's kind of like your track record but um i hate to see trez go the greenberg and betterman commercial is gone it's it's still showing it but they need to take it away now um but yeah i mean he's just being honest i know the kcp trez fight other teams fighting we're gonna talk about what davis said davis also said this is the quote from davis he said it's tough to have team chemistry when every single day the team is basically fighting with each other i mean that's pretty big words there that's a pretty strong statement. I mean, everybody knew it. Him fighting with uh, Denny over the pick and uh, pop or whatever screen. Denny was supposed to set a screen and did whatever. We already know that altercation happened. Um, about, and then Denny, I mean, what's his name? Davi, sorry. Davi goes on to say about, I want to get more minutes and I want a bigger role. He's talking about this is what other guys were kind of saying, you know, so he could be talking about Spencer. He could be talking about Montrez. He could be talking about TB when he came back, Rui when he came back. You know, we just had a 13-man rotation. Mm-hmm. And Davis was collecting DMPs, like, 
before the trade deadline. I want to say like four or five games straight. We're paying him sixteen million dollars per year, and he's not even touching the floor. Um, so that was very telling. I mean, he's he's basically telling us he's not telling us anything that we don't know. But now it's coming from the horse's mouth, or you know, Trez's mouth as well. Stuff is spilling out. KCP said what he said about you know it's different. Everybody's playing for each other. That's a pretty strong statement too. I guess guys weren't playing for each other, so that's a strong. Those are strong words to say that. Uh, but yeah, these we knew when these guys left, and there were breakups that everybody was going to have something to say about the situation. Yeah, uh, and that's why I tweeted a while ago. I said I can't wait for the tea to spill once a lot of these guys get traded because you knew. It was going anytime there's a situation like that, and it just seems like there's locker room issues. And I'm not surprised he said the team is basically fighting with each other about you know minutes and roles because I even said <laughs> the team fight each other more than they fight the opposition, and it was just obvious, it was very obvious. Uh, with Bertans, he also said, I believe, that his style is more you know, he needs open shots, and it's tough to get shots every you know, few and far between and getting the rhythm. We do know that Bertans at this point, due to what Tommy Shepard said, was a John Wall signing. And with the thought that John Wall was going to be on the team. And he wasn't. So, but still, regardless of that, Davies Bertans after that 2019 season was bad. Like, he was bad. He had open shots, etc., And he would still pull the trigger a lot. And he would miss. So, he has some points about you know, getting shots in transition, etc. But also, he needed to play better. Like, he wasn't playing well. So, I mean, he made some points, but still, he, he wasn't playing good at all. And the minutes and roles thing, that'll take a toll. And we knew that when they were playing 11, 12 guys. We knew that was going to take a toll because who wants to just play 11 minutes, 12 minutes, and then next game, Denny get a DNP or... Neto get a DNP. It's just everything so fluctuating. And then Gafford gets a DM, starts getting DNPs now. And it, it was a mess. It was a mess. And guys start getting irritated about their minutes and their role. In turn, that affects their play on the court. They kind of just start tuning stuff out. I don't care. I'm not getting minutes. I'm not getting whatever. Why should I care? Yeah, we're showcasing. We're getting blown out by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting each other, fans trying to fight. The coach and whatnot. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this rest is. And Porzingis in his press conference, he sounded excited to be here. He mm-hmm. said he likes the city. He is a Washington Commanders fan as well. So that's good to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's excited to be here. He's got a new role and he, he's going to get a lot of shots up. Mm-hmm. Him being the number one option right now, we just, he has to stay healthy. Yep. That's the big thing. I know a lot of people were thinking about saying to shut him down for the rest of the year, just let the other guys grow. But the rotation is going to be interesting because. Look at Rui Min- Rui's minutes too. He's he's getting he's really averaging like twenty minutes, and we we still mm-hmm. kind of have a little bit of a log jam, not as much as we did before, but we're still because how let me see how many guys that we play last night. We played because I know Anthony Gill's been getting a good amount of minutes. I don't know if his minutes are going to drop off. And like you said, with Gafford and KCP and Thomas Bryant, all of them are basically centers. We still have to see those minutes are going to be split up too. So. I know we consolidated a little bit, but it's still kind of. They played 10, but nine really. Vernon Gary got one minute. They played like 10. Okay, so yeah, so, that's a lot better than, you know, what, what we've yeah. been doing. So really nine. I don't so count Vernie's okay. one minute. So when Porzingis comes back, he's going to be 10. Um, mm-hmm. We already integrated Ish in the lineup, Neto at point. So it, I, I still feel like Rui 
kind of needs a some more. I mean, he's your ninth pick of the draft. So, I mean, of course, you got to earn the minutes, too. And I think he's starting to play better and get his legs under him, too. So um, I want to see how his minutes go the rest of the way. We do have the easiest remaining schedule of the, of the whole NBA. We play the Pistons next. So I'm not going to say that's a game we should win. But I'm hoping Porzingis does play because they, they say he passed his physical. So that's good news, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommy Shepard said he's expected to play pretty soon. So I, I'm, I really want to see Porzingis play. Yeah, I, I want to see him play, too. And – Guys, I don't. If you're pro tank, I don't think the Wizards. They're going to be like in the past, mm-hmm. the past couple of years outside of last year where they got the 15th pick. I think they're going to be like inconsistent. They're going to be bad. Like you're going to have games like against the Kings where it's like, oh, this is a winnable game, and they'll lose those games. And then they'll have games where they'll win, and they're going to end up around that 10th or 9th with the 10th or 9th best odds, like in the lottery. And you're going to have to hope that they get lucky to jump into that top five or top four, that Javen Ivey, Chet Holgram, Jabari Smith. Um, is it Polo? Pablo? Paolo Bencaro. Pa- yes. Bencaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, into that range. I think you're going to have to get some some draft lottery luck for them yeah. to hop in there. I don't think they're going to have the fifth or fourth best, best lottery odds by the time the season ends. You got to get lucky like the Pelicans did with Zion mm-hmm. in that first pick. But yeah, right now, looking at the standings, we're one game behind the Atlanta Hawks for the 10th seed. We're three and a half games behind the ninth. So I don't think we'll get the ninth. I mean, there's a lot of games to go, and we do have the easiest remaining schedule. Like looking at the next couple of games before we head out, um, we play the Pistons, who are 12 and 44, and we could lose all these games. We've lost to bad teams before. We're not that great of a team, to be honest, either. Uh, we got the Pacers, who are 19 and 38. We got the Nets again. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be available or who's going to be available by then. You just never know. Um, and then they're playing in Brooklyn, so Kyrie won't be available because of the, the, vaccine, the vaccination status. Then we play the Spurs, who are 22 and 35. So the next couple of games are winnable games. And then we play the Pistons again after that. And then we play the Hawks and Pacers. Yeah, so we basically went through that murderous row when we played the Suns, mm-hmm. the um, – we played the Suns. We played some really, really good teams. We played Suns, the Grizzlies. Suns, 76ers, Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks. We won that 76ers game. Yeah, we won that game. Yeah, they, they went yeah. through a dollar. Murderers row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 100%. Game. So we'll see how the team ends up when, you know, we're hitting the end part of this stretch. But, guys, I want to thank you all for making what I mean the Locked On Wizards podcast your first listen every day. And make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your cute your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, guys, I know we're all excited to see KP play. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch him. Yeah. Oh, before we go, who you got winning tonight for the Super Bowl? Rams. I, I think. I think they just got so much talent. It's too much talent. Not. Bengals online. I don't know how long they'll be able to hold up against Vaughn and Donald. And it's just they got so much talent out there. I mean, you can they can try to get Burrow to quick pass it to offset the pass rush, but um, I, I can't see it. Yeah. I got the same thing. I got 23 20 Rams and um Odell Beckham gets the Super Bowl MVP. 27 24 for me. Yeah. Rams. Are right, you guys? Thank you for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards. And uh, shout out to all the new uh, Latvian listeners and all the people coming from Locked On Mavericks. I saw a lot of the comments. You guys have come over and subscribe to Locked On Wizards. We appreciate you guys. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. 
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.